welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. This evening, the passage, the text that I'll be preaching from is uh, Galatians chapter 2, Galatians 2, beginning from verse 11, go down to verse 18. Galatians 2, beginning from verse 11 to verse 18. So I'm, I'm reading the K, uh, KJV. I think that is a... Okay, I read. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did it with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews disembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not upright according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Verse 17. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. And lastly, verse 18, it says, For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we are depending on you. Holy Spirit, come and take control and have your way. May the words of the Lord be interpreted to our understanding this evening. Father, I'm just a vessel. Use me accordingly, according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to begin by saying that fame and influence, there are some powerful tools that it can either sway a people to the right direction or to the wrong direction. And I say this, I will chip in <laughs> some of my habits when I was in middle school. You know, children, students, they always want to be seen. And we always, students, they just want to leave a mark. Something that they should be remembered when they are no more there. A legacy. And I remember one time in the middle school, I, I was not a very bad boy. But I was also not a very good boy. Because... I was like, you know, this kid who will, you know, show that I'm really, really obedient and standing there. But I had my own kind of like moves that each time I take my move, you know, it will go to the direction where so many students want to. I was not that so much influential, but I have my own small corner that I used to act upon. The school actually had banned that no child, no student actually should wear sunshade glasses in school. And then this is what I did. In my last year in middle school, so I, I got me a good, nice-looking sunshade I used to wear. And, uh, and then I had my hair cut in a very nice way also. Then I had, there's something also that I did. 
Then I had a traveling bag. In this traveling bag, this big traveling bag, as my school bag, school backpack. And in this huge bag, maybe I'll have just one exercise book inside. And when I carry this bag like that and wear this, this sunshade like that, it was so dark. And, and I'll move around, especially around the junior students. And I realized that there was something that I was doing without knowing, without noticing. I was influencing them. So gradually, students started dressing like me, getting those dark eye shades, and then carrying those big traveling bags, but with few exercise books inside. And it was like it was just spreading throughout the school. And then one day, I heard our principal, the school principal came and called me, Raphael, come to my office. Well, when the principal calls you in those our days to the office, be ready for it. Because this principal don't just come out and just call for one. So when he called me in the office, he said, you know, do you notice what you are, the kind of influence you're having in this school? It is wrong. I said, sir, what, did I, what have I done wrong? He said, first of all, the, shade, the sunshade that you're wearing, you know, it's a school, according to the school regulation, you are not supposed to, but you break the law, and you're wearing that. Do you see the amount of students that are also wearing this dark sunshade in school? I said, oh. Then he said, secondly, you carry this traveling bag. This is a school. <laughs> you are not, why do you carry traveling bag to school? And see, the number of students who are carrying traveling bags. He said, from today, I want you to remove that sunshade and go and look for a school, portable school bag where you'll be putting your books. And that was an influence. So many students were following me. They don't know what they were doing, but they just saw maybe I kind of like looked cool to them. I couldn't look appealing to them in a way, but that was my influence that I influenced them. But that was negative because it was not helping them in any way at all. Our message this morning, this evening is Paul confronted Peter by defending the truth of the gospel. Now, before we get to where we actually read this evening, Paul has just been approved by the other uh, disciples and they had given him a right hand of fellowship together with Barnabas to go on and preach the gospel. And so just you know, Paul actually, Paul was assigned, he, he was a missionary called to, to the Gentiles, just like Peter was to, to the Jews. And so at this time, Paul has just been handed the right hand of fellowship and they said, with, together with Barnabas, for them to go and, and preach. And they were reminded that as you go and preach, also remember the poor. Go and preach to, to the poor. So the opening statement here of our verse is verse 11, which says that, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to face, to face because he was to be blamed. Now there was something that, there is a suggestion that before this verse 11, actually something has been going on. So Peter actually had the habit of going uh, 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 to, to, to mingle with the, with, the, with the Gentiles together and, and he was eating with them. So when this started, Paul actually was not there. When Paul came to Antioch and when he, he, he discovered this and he had to call Paul to action. Just some little background information first. Uh, both Peter and Paul, they are Jewish believers. Okay? Both Peter and Paul, they are Jewish believers. Then secondly, Paul was sent, like I said, Paul was sent to the Gentiles, to witness to the Gentiles, while Peter was assigned to, to the Jews. Now, both of them believe that justification by faith in Jesus Christ is what set one free and not by the law. So actually, during that time, there was a big divide between the Jews and the Gentiles. Well, at some point in our lesson, you will very soon you will hear about the circumcision class or the circumcision group. Now, there was something that was going on in the church during this time. The, the, for, the, for the Jewish believers, they said it was not enough for a Gentile just to receive Christ by faith. That just person was just by faith to Christ. 
that alone was not suffice. So there was another group within the Jewish believer who said, who added, if a, in order for a Gentile to become, to fully become a Christian, they also have to go to the process of circumcision. So there was this category of Jewish believers, actually, who actually believe in the Lord. But they said, for, in order for a Gentile to completely become a Christian, he, he or she should, or he was supposed to add what is called a circumcision into it. And also, um, circumcision, actually, it is, that is not what makes one. Adding to the fact that believing in the Lord has nothing to do with our own effort. It has nothing to do with the law. It has nothing to do with doing something. So it's just by faith through Christ. That's what makes us Christian. You believe by faith through Christ. And that is Jesus Christ. That's, so there was this problem now that was going on in this church, which actually Paul was trying to address. So now, so when Paul came, verse 2 tells us that, for before that certain came from James. So there were some people now who had left James. During this time, uh, Peter was actually eating with the Gentiles. He was having a good time. They were eating. He was eating with the Gentiles, and they were, they were having a good time together. And when he saw there were some people now who actually fell into this category of circumcision. Those group who supported that in order to become fully, to become, fully become a Christian, that the Gentiles had to also add circumcision to it. Those group of people were coming when Peter saw them. So the moment Peter saw that they were coming, quickly he retreated. He separated himself from, from the Gentiles. And when he separated himself like that, those Jews, those other Jewish believers who believed and were with him, his followers, when they saw that him, what he had done, they also, they followed him now and they also retreated. And then worst of all was that Barnabas also, who was there, when Barnabas saw what they were doing, he also was affected by the decision of Peter. He also retreated. Now when Paul saw this, this was an act of hypocrisy. When Paul saw this, Paul saw that this was not right. So Paul had to call Peter up. Now, in our churches today, I think that we need people like Paul. We need the spirit of Paul to see reign in our church today, whereby if you see a fellow brother or sister going in the wrongful direction, you call him or her to order. Because there is no need that when we say that we are Christian, then we are acting in a hypocritical manner. A Christian, you are just supposed to be a Christian, whether come rain or come shine. You are supposed to live your life as a Christian wherever you are, even if you are by yourself. Now, we are talking about Peter here. Remember, Peter, this is the person who was closest to Jesus Christ. This was the most influential of Jesus' disciples. This is somebody who prayed and he preached so powerfully that thousands added to the crowd. This is that same Peter who told Jesus Christ, I can defend you that when Jesus told Peter that, listen, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will, you will deny me. When Peter said, Lord, no, this cannot happen. This is that same Peter who was an orator. That Peter who we know was very passionate about the things of the Lord. The same Peter we find here was acting as a hypocrite. And this was really wrong. Peter actually succumbed to the law that says that Jews and Gentiles, they should not mingle together. But you are a preacher, Peter. You believe that we are being saved not by works, not by the law. How come that these people have been saved and they are really saved? And then you go now and you're pretending and then you are feasting and eating with them, of which Peter, your action showed that your heart was not with them because 
when you saw this product came from, with, from James, now you pretended as if you don't want to be identified with these people. Peter, that was wrong. Paul had to call Peter up. Paul had to call Peter up that what you did was wrong. And the question that we should ask ourselves today, do we have that kind of attitude like Peter? Do you pick and choose as a Christian whom you relate with? Do you pick and choose who you relate with? Or do you exhibit your Christendom or your Christianhood only when you come to church? Then when you go back home, you go to places that you are not supposed to go. Listen, there is nothing that we can hide from God because God knows everything. He sees us. We are just engraved in the palm of his hands. Whether we cannot hide it. Peter never knew that Paul was standing there and that Paul will call him up. Peter never knew that he would hear the great Peter. The great Peter, that strong Peter who was close to Jesus all the time. Paul did not, Peter did not know that he will be called up. I think we need that spirit of Peter here, of Paul. I mean, the spirit of Paul in our churches. Because today, people don't consider their faith, their work in the Lord to be that serious. We take church to be like a place that, a kind of like a social kind of gathering, a social kind of group. Where we, just, we can just come and then enjoy the music, enjoy the pastor preach. And some people like to hear when a good preacher is preaching. They just like the way he articulates the word. They like the presentation. But the word is like just bouncing and passing because it is not making any meaning. People just read the Bible just to a story and just to get a story and just enjoy it. But it's not impacting their life. Is that the kind of Christian where we are? Is that the kind of Christian that we are? We need that kind of spirit, the Pauline kind of spirit in our church today. Whereby when we see a brother or sister going in the wrong direction, we should call them up. Hey, brother, sister, I see that what you're doing is not according to, does not conform to the word. We need that in our churches today. We need that. That is why it is also important that we have accountability partners to strengthen each other. We need to have people that will look up to us, that we, they, they, they share our burden. As Galatians 6, 2 say, Christ says that, bear one another's burden. We need to have people in our church where they will be concerned our spiritual lives. You know, today when you call somebody up for something that is wrong, they say, you are judging me. You tell a fellow brother or sister that, sis, bro, what you are doing, I think, according to the word of God, you are a little bit going to accept. They will say, don't judge me. But here was Peter, the almighty Peter. That Paul, Paul said that you are wrong. And let's move forward and, say what, and see what Paul says um, in verse 14. He said, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Yeah, they, what they were doing was not according to the truth of the gospel. Because the gospel, in the gospel, a child of God is a child of God. There is no north, there is no south, there is no you came from this place, there is no you came from that. As long as you have received Christ, you are a child of God. So wherever you go, feel free and if there is a house, it's a, 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 a believer of Christians, feel free, mingle with them because you all have one God. You serve the same God. <laughs> you know, a lot of time me and my wife will make this, this joke. We said, why is it that in workplaces people get along? They walk easily with other people from different looks and different corners and different places, different colors and different tribes and different geographical locations. At work, we work so well, intermingle very well. At restaurants, we go and eat and feel free with them. We watch ball games with them together. We get in the rope arena, watch the, the basketball together with people from different backgrounds. It is okay with that. But why is it that in a church, there is a skin color concern? There is a zip code concern. There is a geographical location concern. This is the same attitude that Peter was exhibiting here. 
that Paul called him, said that is a wrong attitude. As a Christian, you are not supposed to do that. It is not the doctrine that we are being taught from the word of God. Listen, we need to preach this thing. Because the world has eaten so much, so deep into the churches that sometimes we Christians, we don't even want to hear them. We just act as if we are not concerned. No, we are concerned. That was speaking. And Paul said that, Paul said in verse 40, he says that, if thou, I like this place, I like this section that he said in part of verse 40. He said, if thou, if you, Peter, being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compelest thou the Gentiles to live as the Jew? Now, this is actually what he was trying to say. You are displaying this hypocritical lifestyle. And then you are expecting these people to believe in the God that you believe. What is the difference between you, the life that you are living, and the life that you are living? How you acting the kind of way you acted, you expect them to believe in your God. If we say we are Christian, we go out there, we don't make the difference with the world. We go at work, we don't, we don't make no difference, yet we are preaching Christ. How do you expect them to follow that your Christ if you and them there is no difference? That is actually what Peter, Paul was telling Peter here. Because sometimes we act as if when the word is preached, we act as if it does not concern us. No, it does concern us and we have to preach the word. See, we are people who have been called out for the Lord. And we need to live for him and live the life that he wants us to live. As long as you are a child of God, the same spirit of God that dwells in you, if actually you are a child of God, the same spirit that harbored in you is the spirit, same spirit that harbored in me, the same God. So we need to act as one. We need to work together as one, join together as one, and serve God here on earth. When we display that kind of behavior, how do we expect the world then now to follow God? Is Christ divided? It's not. One spirit, one Lord that we all serve. So that's why Paul told him here. Paul told Peter. He said, how do you, if you act in this kind of way, if you run away from those people because you are seeing that you should not, your own people should not identify you as being with those people, the Gentiles. People who have received Christ and are Christians, you act as if you don't want your people to identify you with them so that they will label you and you run away, then you, how do you expect them to change? Christians, brothers and sisters, we have a task. The world is going where it is going because of this kind of attitude, hypocritical attitude that Peter displayed here. And let's see what Paul, Paul says. Let's go further. Verse 15, Paul says that we who are Jews by nature are not uh, sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not just, I love this part, Get this very seriously, verse 16. It says that, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith or by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall, not, shall no flesh be justified. So Paul was, Peter was actually was acting according to the law. He was acting according to the law. Because according to the law, the Jews and the Gentiles, they had nothing to do in common. They were not even supposed to come together. The Jews, they look at the Gentiles in a very way and they have all kinds of names and labels against them. But because of Jesus, true faith in Jesus Christ, we no longer live now by the law. 
when you become a child of God, the kind of law that is operating in you, that you operate on, is a law of grace by faith through Jesus Christ. Whereby, when you open your eyes to a fellow brother and sister in the Lord, automatically, that is your brother and sister in the Lord. So we are no longer, when you a Christian, we are no longer governed by the fact that you stay in your zip code, I stay in my own zip code. You stay on your lane, I stay on my own. You expect that we be parallel and save God. No, God does not work that way. It does not work that way, brothers. God does not work that way, sisters. Because the same spirit of God that is in me is the same spirit of God that is in you and to every believer. So as long as we are believers, we need to come together because it is only together that we can succeed to do God's work the way God wants here on earth. Amen? That is also the truth. So Paul actually called Peter up. And he goes to Verse 16, he says that, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we, we, are, we ourselves also are found sinners. You know why Paul, yeah, verse eight, but if we seek to be justified by Christ, we find ourselves, we, are, we ourselves are found sinners. It is therefore, um, um, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. So, what sense does it make if you call yourself a Christian and then you know that in a, being a Christian, you are supposed to spread the tentacles of love out there by sharing God's word? What sense does it make if you pick and choose who to associate with as far as the word of God is concerned? What sense does it make if you pick and choose who is your most favorable to hang around with as far as the word of God is concerned. We don't have to pick and choose who to, to share the gospel with and who not to share the gospel with. As the Lord leads, as you go out there, spread the word. Because someday is coming when none of us shall still be in this mud, this body. This body that we see that some people boast about this body is going to fall off someday. And the real you is just that person that is put in this body. This body is just a host. So God chose you to be who you are, that host, to put you into that host. Because when we fall, that is not who we are. It's just the host. But the real you is what will be taken away. So why do we boast about this thing that is going to go back down there six feet sooner or later? Why? And this is what actually is killing Christianity. Let me show you a story. We just came back from Europe and there is something that happened. Somewhere in Bruxelles, we went to a restaurant. Our trip, it was really, really, we just enjoyed the Asian, the, 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 the uh, Mediterranean food. We went to one restaurant to eat. It was, it was a Syrian restaurant and we're told that it was those refugees from Syria who came and opened that restaurant. Good food. Something happened. We were the only people we looked like the way we looked. Because all of them, they had those things in their head and everything and their language, all of them. So we went there with confidence. Enter and uh, I borrowed some of the American boldness and enter into that place. We sat inside and something happened. They were sitting there. They were having a birthday party for one kid. And then all of a sudden we saw this guy came, the owners of the restaurant, they came, they played something and they, they put something on there. When music was going and they put, I mean, they animated the place and very soon this smoke was coming on. And everybody was just clapping. We found ourselves participating, but also clapping. Do you know something that happened? At the end of that day, that lady 
they took one of the balloons and also passed on to us. Something hit me. I said, look at these people. Culturally and anything, they don't look like us. Believe-wise, we have really contrary power. But this person shared a birthday balloon to us who was sitting across their table. That means something. It meant something. It, I didn't tell anybody. It struck me so much that we, 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 we were clapping and participating with them and just celebrating their birthday at the end of the day. They took two of the balloons and then handed it all to us also. That was something. Those are Muslim. Those are Muslim. I don't know what Muslims teach about love, but those are Muslim. But if it were us Christians, we Christians don't do that. And I was taught. They'll say, you don't look like me. Uh, you don't talk like me. I don't know you. Listen. We have a lot to go, fellow believers, as Christians. Paul called out Peter for something that he did that was unchristian. It was wrong, biblically. So Paul had to rebuke him. And Paul did not let rebuke Paul, but Paul rebuked him openly. We need open rebuke in our churches today. I want to end in verse 18. Listen to what verse 18 says. We're considering that Paul and Peter, these are believers here. And this is what verse 18 says. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If I build again the things that I have destroyed, then I make myself what? A transgressor again. Now, what am I rebuilding or what did I destroy? Now, let me explain this something. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says that if someone is in Christ, he is what? He is a new creature. All things have passed and below all things have become new. So from the time that a person becomes a Christian, you receive Christ in your life as a principle from sin, all your old habits, the sinful habits, they are gone. And from that time, you are now a new person in the Lord. So from that time, you are acting now as Christ-like. Acting as Christ-like. So if you go back to that vomit, some of the things that you destroy, some of the lifestyle that you abandon, of which one of the lifestyles actually was the association with the Gentiles, mingling with the Gentiles, because according to the law, the Jews and the Gentiles had nothing to do. But now that, according to as per Paul, if you rebuild the things, that attitude that you have destroyed, then you are making yourself what? A transgressor. So, brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ and you are going back to your past habits, the past sinful habits, then you are what? You are making yourself a transgressor. We need to hear more of Paul in our society today because we take Christianity so lightly. See, God does not need us. He don't. If we think that we can just come and just play with God and then we're not doing God a favor. If you must work with God, must be a Christian, then you must mean business. I think that's the truth. That's the truth. There are three things that I want us to learn from this lesson this evening and we end. Three lessons that I want us to learn from this, this, um, from this evening. The first one is, as a Christian, our lives ought to reflect Christ in both words and deeds. Can somebody read us if you are in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16? I think it talks about the light, being a light. Being a light, you ought to shine. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says that, um, sorry, hold on. Matthew 5, 16 says that, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That is the kind of influence that as a church we are encouraging. That if you must be influential out there, let it be this one like Matthew says. That let your light so shine out there before men. Because when your light shines out there, they will not see you, but they will see your Father who, who is in, in heaven. The second thing about this lesson is that one of the greatest responsibilities of leadership is the power of influence. And nothing can cause more damage here than hypocrisy. You, you know why so many of our children today, they are not taking interest in the things of the Lord? Because of all these famous celebrities. You see, our children, they want to dress and look like this car. Our children, they want to act like this car. That is an influence. But how is it positively affecting our children? You know, one time I watched, uh, there was this uh, Christian literature that I watched one time that the father was going ahead and they were walking around the beach. As, as they were walking, he was leaving some footprints along and the son was coming behind. And his father was walking the beach, leaving those big footprints. This child with his own little feet was trying to step inside the father's. Tried to walk and also walk like the father and step his own footprint inside. And the lesson I learned from that is that we have a live a legacy that when we are not, our children should follow. That's the kind of influence that we want to live. An influence where people will not see you in a negative way. An influence where you don't want your children to be seeing you as this kind of daddy or this kind of mommy. You don't want your colleagues to be talking about you as this kind of person. The kind of influence that we encourage is the kind of influence that will draw people onto the Lord. That somebody will see you, oh my goodness, I just love this guy, uh, 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 Oscar. This guy is on the platform that we need to pray for him more. Everywhere he went, I mean, he is so, that is the kind of influence we want. That is the kind of influence that we want. Being in this position where he is, he is, he is, he is impacting the younger people towards the Lord. That is the kind of influence that we want. And lastly, God shall punish those who influence others. Could you bring the last part of this? Uh, uh, the last part. Could you pull on the last part of that uh, point number three? God shall punish those who influence others, I think, in the wrongful direction. That if you have an influence, if your influence is not bringing people towards the Lord, then you have a battle to settle with the Lord. Because the Lord says in words that in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, it talks about woe to those who cause others to fall into sin. Woe to you if your own influence is to cause others to sin. Look at what Peter did. Not only did the young, the young Jewish believers also retreated like Peter, but also Barnabas also, who was a leader. He too was negatively influenced, and they acted in a very terrible way, a way that was, did not conform with, with the scripture. And I want, to end this, this, uh, I want to end this message this evening. You know yourself, I know myself. 
And I believe that the word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. It never goes back and comes back void. If there is any way that this word of God has touched you, please, we always, we, there are things that we struggle. I'm not trying to step on somebody's toe here, but I'm, I'm trying to plead that, listen, I think it's time now to make peace with the Lord. I want us to stand now and I give this invitation. If you, if you want to give your life to Christ, you come forward. If you want to join the church, you come forward. If you want us to pray over something, please come forward. Let us stand, please.